Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did I just see a ghost? Ah, ah, ah. You know the blue people with the tails? Hey, good game, shooter. We transitioned from... Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt, and this is offseason episode three with WV Stats Guy Joel Bracken. That's right. Two controversial guests in a row. Joel in the controversial world of sports analytics. Before we get to the conversation with Joel, let's talk about the transfer portal. I mean, it is. This is not the first season that it's been the wild, wild west, but it just it's as the kids say, it's hitting different this season. Uh, got a taste of it last year. Bob Huggins told us during the season he didn't feel like he did a good job. So he's back out there again, and there's so many people to choose from. Then you think about how it's happening on the internet. And the life cycle of the transfer portal is... Somebody puts together a graphic that says, I want to thank whatever school I was at. That being said, I'm I'm shortening it. Thanks so much. Going to love you forever. That being said, going to enter the transfer portal. And then, like, that's capped off by respect my decision sometimes, or it's just uh, peace out or whatever, whatever is said. All right, so that's phase one. Phase two, and this typically happens within 24 hours is that you get John Rothstein on the phone or you get in his DMs or um, Ethan Bach, who's killing it following this stuff, or whoever, and say, hey, uh, let's just use John Rothstein. Hey, John, did you hear I was in the transfer portal? Yeah, I saw it on the internet. Great. Uh, It's just been 24 hours, dude, and this is who I've heard from. And then John says, I'm guessing, he says, all right, I'm I'm ready to write this down. I, I feel like he's going to write it down with a pen and paper. And then the guy proceeds to name 50 schools <laughs> that he's heard from in 24 hours. Now, this isn't across the board in the transfer portal. Somebody may say, hey, I'm in the transfer portal. Crickets. And then, and then they may not transfer. I don't know what happens. And we've seen that happen. But for some of the guys that I'm talking about uh, that have the 50 schools, they list them all. And then John Rothstein puts, and then John Rothstein, oh, and then John Rothstein puts the tweet out of, 
and he can't put all 50 schools on because there's a character limit on Twitter still. And so he has to narrow it down to like 15 to 20 schools. And those lists, let's just say there's a wide variance. And the person telling them, this is who I've heard from, they don't leave any school out. Like when John's making the list, it's, I mean, it's, it's extensive. So you get lists like, hey, this guy entered the transfer portal. He's heard from these schools. And it's like Alabama, Kentucky, Gonzaga, West Virginia, Pacific, Longwood, Liberty Biberty, and Moorhead State. Like it's, You've got, I swear, I saw one today. It was like Kentucky. I heard from Kentucky, and I heard from Sam Houston State. Now, I mean, <laughs> what do you do with that? If you're Sam Houston State, are you excited? Like, yep, got her name out there. We're on the list. We can compete with Kentucky and Arkansas. Uh it's wild and it's and it strikes me as hilarious and it's uh, and it's funny it's never in alphabetical order it's it's rando and it's, you know it's just funny when you see like pacific sandwiched between west virginia and and <laughs> and michigan state it's just it just stands out it's just funny uh so as far as what West Virginia is doing, I, I see West Virginia on these lists. They make the Twitter list. So the 50 schools that parted down the 15 because of Twitter character limits, you see that. So they're calling people. They're calling everybody because they've got plenty of, of spots open. Uh, there's a guard from the Bronx that played for three seasons at Iowa. He's coming to Morgantown for a visit. West Virginia's already signed somebody from the transfer portal, a guy who played last season at South Carolina. West Virginia will be his fourth school. Uh, everybody that's transferring out of Wichita State, West Virginia's called. Who's going to make the roster? I don't know. I don't know. And what do you do if you're West Virginia? Like if somebody, if you make the list and then somebody says, I want to come visit, but you kind of got your side, your your sights set on this other guy like it is like a numbers game and and west virginia i don't know i don't know where they're at in this list of 15 but they're making the calls and it's all over the place i mean and but a strong percentage of the of the transfer portal is from LSU who lost everybody. Like there's, they're going to have West Virginia. They had five guys that uh, I think as of today, they're coming back. LSU has zero. Like it's that guy got canned. New guy comes in. Everybody's gone. He's starting from scratch. Like not that it's, it's not a contest, but that's, that's out there. <laughs> West Virginia is not the only one losing guys to the transfer portal. Obviously, that is a that is wild that everybody's gone. So, how is it going to play out? We got plenty of time. Uh and we'll see what happens. But let's get into Joel Bracken 
Fun conversation with Joel talking about sports analytics, something that I am very surface level on. Um, Joel digs a little bit deeper. Great Twitter follow at WV Stats Guy. Writes for the Smoking Musket occasionally. Here's my interview with Joel Bracken. Two titles are up for grabs on the stacked UFC 273 fight card. In the octagon, fighting. Join the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter and get $100 in free bets. That's win or lose guaranteed. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the excitement. Everyone can play for a share of millions in prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy MMA Contest. MMA stands for Mixed Martial Arts. Draft your lineup of fighters while staying under the salary cap and rack up points for strikes, takedowns, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $5 on UFC 273 and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code TBPN this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. 21 years or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Joel Bracken, WV Stats Guy, welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Hey, Josh, thanks for having me on. So, Joel, you're WV Stats Guy, you're in the stats when did you start getting into sports analytics? Was there something that you were following that got you into it? Was it as simple as baseball cards? What got you into the arena of sports analytics? That's a great question, Josh. Um, you know, honestly, when I was younger, like I was just ate up with all kinds of sports. Like I was watching everything. And one year my parents got me for Christmas, um, like a sports almanac. And it's literally just, it's like an encyclopedia of just like sports statistics. And I don't know why, but I thought it was really awesome and kind of just, you know, would sit down and read it. And I don't know, just look through all the numbers and all that. And I I don't know, I just kind of always was, was into analytics. And I always liked like the fun facts they would show on like a, you know, a basketball broadcast or like, Oh, it's been, this many years since this specific thing has happened or whatever. So, um, yeah, so I like for a living, I'm a data scientist. So like I work with data and and make models and all that stuff and still like a, you know, big into all the kinds of sports. So it's like a nice mesh. Um, yeah, I think I started the, the WV stats guy account just a few years ago to kind of learn more about sports analytics, um, and what people are doing. And yeah, I just think it's like another fun outlet that you can, I specifically like college sports, but it's just another fun outlet that you can sort of view sports through. That's awesome, man. And uh, you didn't mention a specific sport. When I think stats growing up, you know, flip over a baseball card, see RBIs and batting average and hits and stuff like that. Analytics have really kind of ventured out into all the sports, advanced analytics everywhere. Joel, this is, sounds like a dumb question, but I, I'm curious about your take. Which sport has the best stats? Is baseball the best because they've had them the longest? Is a sport catching up? Which sport has the best stats? Yeah, ba- baseball is like data scientist's favorite, you know, because it is just like it's a simple – I would say it's kind of a simple game. Like there's not a lot of um, creativity. You're not dribbling around or, or, you know, running routes. Like you have to go to this base and you have to hit the ball, you know, whatever. So. 
you know, that's like a favorite. I, I think football has some really interesting stats, like in the last maybe 10 years. Um, the com- You could even say soccer too, but like completions over expected or, you know, there's all these funny ones, chaos rate. And, you know, there's just so many different ways to view um, a game like football or maybe soccer, basketball, all these games. Um, there's so much like creativity and like free flowing so many different ways people look at it and you know just like art or whatever some people look at it through math equations so um just i don't know like it's interesting when you think of like a bob huggins basketball team you can look at the stats and see exactly what a bob huggins basketball team is like it's really true joe i mean you can uh kind of hide the teams see like in a good year for bob huggins team look at the stats and and you can say, all right, they shot poor. They got a lot of offensive rebounds. All right. That, I'm guessing that's Bob Huggins. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And um, so you do a lot of WVU stats and follow that. You also are helpful to our friends up north, uh, our friends at the University of Pittsburgh and their fans. Uh, I've seen you help them out with some stats on social media. Do you have a favorite, Joel, you'd like to share with them on this podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, college sports, sports in general, the best thing about sports is rivalries. Like, you know, if it's regional or or whatever, when there's like a little more at stake, that's what makes college sports fun. Um, You know, it's a shame that West Virginia doesn't play a lot of the rivals it used to be. Um, So, yeah, just, you know, like to remind some Pitt fans of some fun facts, especially since we have, you know, a big football game coming up and, you know, have had several basketball games in the the last few years. But yeah, so I, I guess my favorite um if we're going to say basketball right now my favorite pit fact at the moment um so pitt's only final four appearance is closer to abraham lincoln's inauguration day than the present day um so and, and that's a fun one to think about and also just just to add on Pitt's only final four was in a tournament that only featured eight teams so nothing like uh you know 68 <laughs> teams now a lot harder to go through one win got him into it that's fantastic and uh, I think recently they pulled off a feat of going winless in the ACC. So another proud statistic. We love sharing statistics on this podcast, uh, specifically ones that uh, that Pitt fans may find helpful. This is a basketball podcast, Joel. So when you think about basketball and you follow WVU uh, basketball and across the spectrum, basketball specific, what is the most overrated stat where somebody would point to that stat as some kind of indicator and Joel would say, under or overrated. Like it's it doesn't tell us a lot. That's a good question. Um, you know, I do think definitely in in a lot of sports we do get a little like overexcited about like, people would just call them counting stats. So just like points, total rebounds, whatever. Um, like if you play for Kansas basketball, how many games are you, um, how much time of a game is the game kind of decided, but you're still scoring points. You're still getting rebounds. Um, and, and maybe we've already decided that the opponent is inferior, but um, we love to, you know, use a points per game or an assist per game or whatever. And obviously those are helpful. Those tell us a lot. Um, but yeah, I like looking a little deeper than counting stats. You know, I think Ken Palm kind of revolutionized the game and, he, he uses more like percentages. So, you know, what percent of, of possessions did you get this? Because, you know, like same with Virginia basketball. They slow the pace down incredibly slow. They don't have high scores, but, you know, that's their style. So I would say just counting stats in general, people maybe put a little bit too much weight into. 
Totally makes sense. Uh, garbage time is what I think about where uh, Malik Curry, love Malik Curry. There's a few games this season, West Virginia's down 20, and Malik Curry is cooking. And it's like, so what does that mean? Is that an indicator of how well he's doing when, in your words, the, we've already determined who's inferior and who's the better team? I mean, um, R- Russell Westbrook, if we're going to talk NBA, like, <laughs> oh, no. you know, how many how many triple doubles did he get in a game that was, you know, more than 15 p- points apart? Um, those kinds of things definitely people put a lot of weight into and maybe they shouldn't always. Oh, sure. And, and you hear the stories of him inflating his rebounding stats by a conscious team effort to let him get it. That, that's that does throw the numbers off. But back to WVU, we're coming off a losing season. Joel, if you just looked at the stats this year, uh, besides wins or losses, what team or individual stat would you point to and say, all right, based on this, I know that WVU had a tough time this year. Is there is there one? Yeah. And, you know, like I mentioned just a little bit ago, you know, when you look at stats, it's kind of fun. You can see the style like Bob Huggins likes to have. He has a very particular style. Um, so you know, the, the one thing that people look a lot now is like the four factors, like the, the four most important aspects of a game. And, you know, they're pretty simple when you break them down, shoot the ball well, take care of the ball, offensive rebounding and getting to the foul line. Like you want to do all those things. If you do them all, you're probably going to win a lot. Um, the thing that is just glaring this season is the offensive rebounding. I mean, Bob Huggins teams, they offensive rebound like crazy. They crash the glass. So I, he's been here 15 seasons at WVU, um, made the tournament in nine of the, or he's made the tournament in 10 of those seasons. Um, and in nine of those, West Virginia was in the top eight in the nation in offensive rebounding. So, you know, you got to, that, that's, that's a hugging style team. He's made the sweet 16 with a worse shooting team. He's made the sweet 16 with a worse, um, team in terms of like turnovers he's made the final four with a team who um didn't get to the foul line as much but there's no success without the offensive rebound like that's the bread and butter of a bob huggins team so joel you're speaking my language and you actually it's not even stepping on a question but we're in sapatico and i'll go ahead and ask this question and i'll just read what i typed out the best huggins teams in his 15 seasons have shared a common theme statistically Top 10 in offensive rebounding percentage. So I'll ask you this, besides rebounding, what statistical category, especially with all of the turnover that WV is going to experience, what category can we look at besides offensive rebounding and say, this is Huggins, this is something Huggins can focus on and turn around in one season with a whole cast, a new cast of characters. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the other staple of a Bob Huggins team is on the defensive end, you know, forcing turnovers. That's always been um, something that, you know, West Virginia has kind of had that identity at least over the last maybe seven or eight years. So, um, yeah, getting some some gritty guys, you know, I'll take two or three Gabo Savoyans in the portal, you know, send them our way. Um, those guys are going to do the dirty work and it might not actually show, show up on a stat sheet, but, um, you know, that team defense and, and just really that turnover percentage has, has been another big thing that we could go after. Um, the other thing is just, you know, the, the way basketball is moving, you know, you want shooters having guys who can sit in a corner. If you can, you know, have somebody drive and have an open guy, um, you know, having, having guys who can shoot is always going to be a good thing. Absolutely. And yet it's interesting when you go through Huggins 15 seasons, you wouldn't point to shooting 
as a statistic where they, it, despite that, they've been successful. And almost argue the good seasons where they've shot well, think the Aaron Harris year, and even if you go back to last season where they did make the NCAA tournament, but the, the weaknesses were on the defensive end, and that's what caused their demise to Syracuse. Um, so, and how he compares to Beeline style, which is, is just complete polar opposites, where Beeline was all about shooting, all about holding on to the ball, uh, slow pace of play, got killed on the offensive rebounds, and yet, you know, uh, one overtime away from making the final four. So there's there's not one way to do it. Yeah, definitely. And and yeah, same story. You can look at the the statistics and it's funny that like beeline to Huggins transition, like you can see that changing. It's like, they're still kind of beelines players. They still shoot well. They don't turn the ball over. And as his Huggins, you know, takes over the roster, the identity changes, you know, it's rebounding, it's, it's turnovers. Um, so yeah, that it is really interesting to see the two styles. Obviously both have had great success. Right. And you can see Huggins comes in, you see the assist rate because Beeline's team's great at passing the ball in his motion offense. And just and again, they got to the final four three years later, but you see that assist number go down and down. Um, and but yet, and you just see with other categories, the style changes. So here's a stat for you, Joel. Um, we I think I know who all is going to stay from last year's roster, and according to my crude calculations west virginia is bringing back 11 percent of their scoring from this year and 17 percent of their minutes played from this season which has to be i didn't have to look i'm pretty sure that that's going to be records in both categories so we talked about um of rebounding we talked about defense in building the team how much of an emphasis will huggins and the coaches do you think will place on scoring when they're building the roster. You know, I hope a substantial bit. I, I it's crazy this, you know, this new portal era, you know, West Virginia is not alone in in programs that are completely rebuilding teams. So it used to be, you know, you go and recruit these guys and you kind of have this four to six year plan of who's going to be meshing through. Now it's like go out and get the guy you want, like right now. Um go and get that spot up shooter, go and get that like three and D or the defensive guy, like the rebounder you can really just craft your team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think one thing I found interesting looking through a lot of past seasons is West Virginia doesn't necessarily have to be good at offense or defense, but they have to be really good at one of them. Um, so, you know, we've, if you look at the, just the, the two seasons prior, so the the team this year actually had a better defense, like in terms of Ken Palm um, adjusted defense, Slightly better defense than last year. Obviously, last year was a tournament team, you know, a great team. The year prior to that um, basically had the same offensive firepower as this year's team, but that team was very defensive heavy. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think you got to have a strength. You got to you got to go out and get some guys, whatever that identity. Um, I don't know if Huggins is going to take a new approach with this portal era, but, you know, you, you do have like a essentially a clean slate. So whatever that whatever that vision board looks like, you know, go out and get some guys. Yeah, and he's going to have to. And we're already hearing some some conversation and some guys that are that West Virginia is showing interest in. So we'll see what he puts together. Uh, last question. Appreciate your time, Joel. For us amateur statisticians or people that follow this stuff, analytics, what is a website maybe under the radar, maybe you don't have to pay for, that maybe you go to to pull 
college basketball statistics learn more about the game? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. I think, like I said, everyone kind of, you know, looks at the game differently. There's lots of, you know, Ken Palm revolutionized the game in terms of like possessions, kind of the tempo-less numbers. Um, one guy I really like is Evan Maya. Um, and he, you know, he's has a newer site. Maybe it's just two years old. He takes a, a Bayesian statistics approach, but you know, it's just a, it's a fun new kind of flavor way to look at things. I think his stuff's really good. Um, especially, you know, transitioning with the portal, he's ranking portal players and giving them stars and stuff. So, you know, that's a fun way to look at things. Um, I also really like shot quality. Um, I think you do have to pay for some of their stuff, but, um, that's another, another site. So yeah, I'd say, you know, Ken Palm, Evan Maya, shot quality, Bart Torvik's also really good. Um, you know, they're all telling the same story, but they all have their own own formulas and own sort of game plans of how they're putting it together. So there's lots of good awesome. stuff out there. Awesome. Joel, thank you for joining me on Unreasonable Data Podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Josh. Let's go Mountaineers. Interact with the show. That just means interact with me on social media, on Twitter at I'm Josh Witt, on Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV, on the Facebook at Unreasonable Doubt WV, or just type it in the search bar. Interact. Big thanks to Joel for joining me on the podcast. Again, follow him on Twitter at WBStatsGuy. See his work sometimes on the Smoking Musket website. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. So many to choose from, one of which is CastBox. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2021-2022 season. They were 16-17. and 17. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.